What's up, family? It's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. On today's episode, I want to discuss life, living more, and worrying our lust. Forgive, forgive. And when you forgive, remember to move on. Move on. Learn the lessons of life. You can let the lessons of life propel you and strengthen you to be wiser for the next lessons to come. Or you can let the lessons make you stagnant and complacent. What you deposit in this life is what you can withdraw. You cannot get results from work that you did not put in. It's perfectly fine to just exist. Existing is breathing and allowing yourself to simply exist without transactional labor. Life, okay, I'm speaking for me. Life is hard enough, okay? Life affects people in many different ways, and no one can measure how heavy life is, okay? Because I make it, I make the load of my life look easy. People be assuming and projecting making all of these things about my life. And I'm like, oh, you don't know the have. You don't know the have because I could tell. Okay, this is you know, it's so funny because I literally have made, at this point, I don't know how many podcast episodes, and I'm telling you the truth, that the people that have inspired me to make these things and to speak how I'm speaking, none of them have ever listened to not one episode. Not one episode, okay? And then, like, because I show up in the world, you know, I don't really show up how I'm showing up on this podcast. I'm really wearing my heart on my sleeve. I'm really being transparent here. And I do not show up like this in real life. This is my, like, outlet for my um, stress and anxiety or whatever. And, uh... You know, this you have to release this somehow, right? So this is what I'm doing here. But um, I've been hiding in real life, in plain sight, you know, making people believe that I'm stronger than what I am. I'm more capable than I am. And I have this mask on. And, um, yeah, people, people really be thinking, like, I'm not going through nothing. I don't feel the way that I feel. And... You know, people love to say that I use my mental health as a scapegoat, as a um, way to basically um, excuse my poor behavior and my poor actions. Like, okay. And I was telling my mama this, like, now why would I? I get it. Some people do it, okay? But for me, why would I want to be this way, right? And why am I being punished for my awareness that I am this way? This is this is what gets me, right? Because somebody else just called me crazy, right? Get this, right? This person called me crazy after me showing up for myself and being authentic, whatever, whatever. All of a sudden, I'm crazy. When I came to this person and I said I might be autistic, 
I might be this, I might be that, this and that. No, no. Stop self-diagnosing yourself. Why don't you go get a professional? Okay, okay, wait a minute. So the professionals are the ones who basically are, you know, supposed to have the scientific diagnosis, right? But everybody and their mama can label you crazy if they don't understand you, correct? Okay, because I know I'm not making this up. We call crazy what we don't understand. Oh, that's crazy. That's weird. It's weird to you. It's crazy to you because in your vocabulary, by your definition, because it's something out of your norm, it means it's crazy and it's weird. Because we're not always using the technical definition of these words. We're just hearing these words. We're using them in our vocabulary, in our slang. And then all of a sudden, it's, oh, yeah, let me just say this. Because this sounds derogatory. It sounds offensive. And I'm trying to hurt you. Great. And I'm just like, I'm so glad you can recognize that I'm crazy. But when I say I'm bipolar, when I say I'm anxious, when I say I'm depressed, when I when I say these things, and then when I tell you that my behavior is a result of these things, I'm making that up. I'm using that. <laughs> I'm using that as an excuse. <laughs> but let me let my behavior speak for itself, right? Let it speak for itself. But when you say it, when you project it to me. All of a sudden, then it's law. Then it makes sense. No, that's crazy. <laughs> I just need to say that because, y'all, people, this world in this life, like, it's funny to me. It's funny. I really love the movie The Joker. I love the overall message because he was an outcast, the odd man out. And he's like, look, my life was a tragedy but I decided to make it a comedy because this stuff is funny and it's definitely a defense mechanism when you have to laugh to keep from crying because the thing about it is everybody got a sad story life happened to everybody okay it happens differently to everybody but trust me life happens to everybody and at the end of the day it's people who choose to let life happen to them and swallow them up and they can't handle it and that's just that and it's other people who take that and fuel it and become more enraged and use that adrenaline to prove people wrong and at the end of the day I personally feel like we all just chasing validation and acceptance but the thing is I don't want to be accepted I don't want to be understood. If I'm crazy to you, so be it. Thank you. Great. Because what you got to know is whether you doing good or bad, somebody will have something to say. And if somebody is going to hate, even if it's good, they're going to say it's bad. And maybe when it's bad, they're going to say it's good because they want to see you suffer. And they don't want you to do better than them. And it's this secret competition that I cannot stand. I cannot stand that. Like, how could you compare and compete your life against mine? When you wasn't born in the type of environment that I was born in. So there's this song with T. Grizzly. 
And he's saying, like, um, he's speaking about Kylie Jenner. He like, yeah, Kylie Jenner younger than me, and she got more money than me. But I can't compare myself to her because I came from poverty. She came from millions. So, of course, she's 17. She's a 17-year-old billionaire. Duh. She didn't have to freaking overcome and triumph over anything, okay? It just was her. She she just walked in it. It was entitled. It was privileged to her. She had resources for it. And so to compare T Grizzly and your situation, it's like that that is an unfair comparison. And that's why there's no reason to compare anything. Because people be comparing, I would say, really me. You know, not having no kids or whatever to somebody who has kids. And it's like, I mean, I see what you're saying, (laughs) right? I understand. But at the end of the day, like, that was never my goal. I never wanted that. I'm not better than you because I don't have kids. I don't care about that. That is not adding value to my life because I'm not using that as a requirement, as a tool to measure what I'm worth, I'm still enough without kids. Maybe you wasn't, maybe you didn't feel like you was enough without kids. That's that's you and your perspective. You have a right to feel how you want to feel and believe what you want to believe. But to say and put that on me, that's crazy. And I'm not even thinking about you having kids compared to me. I don't I, I don't care. And when I do um compare myself to people who have kids, I'm humble. I I I really use that as a as a tool for me to really do better because I'm like, girl, it's people out here. <laughs> it's people I know this one girl. She went to U of M, and I don't know if she's a doctor now, but I think she was studying to be a doctor. But long story short, she went to college. She had a baby. She went to she went to school full time, and I think she worked full time. I don't know. I don't really know her life. But all I'm saying is, she graduated college. She worked hard, and she accomplished all her goals or whatever with a baby. And me, I be so easy on myself. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, you know, you really can do more. You you really can do better because it's people out here who, and I and I hate this analogy because um, I can use it in two different ways, right? The way I just said it, right? And the opposite is... Um, the way that I've been using it to enable me is that um, people with kids um, they're obligated to do better (laughs) to do more like they don't they do have a choice you know some people don't care but the people who do right they use their kids as motivation and a purpose and say oh I gotta do this because I'm trying to pass on the legacy and this and that right and so there's more incentive to do more but for me it's just me I don't care about me (laughs) 
I don't care if I'm here today or not. I, I really don't. And so I don't have that same motivation. I don't have that same grit and adrenaline to success and achieving things because nobody is depending on me. Nobody's waiting on me. So I don't care. And I don't care about what I have or what I don't achieve. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and I'd be telling people like, you know, maybe I should have kids. <laughs> And then that's stupid because that is not the reason to have a child, okay? I really don't like people who do that. Um, People be using kids as freaking objects, like they're Barbie dolls. Like, this is a whole human life you're playing with. And what you do and don't do affects them in every way. And it's so selfish of you to to purposely or maybe accidentally but to go through and follow through with having a child and then putting that burden on them to have them propel you into something because I feel like it be these families like when they get older the parents be like and I sacrificed all this for you and I did all this for you and whole time in the kids perspective it's like and you were my parent. You were supposed to provide all of these things for me. What did you think that it was when you signed up to be the owner and provider over a human's life? Like, that kind of was the whole purpose of you being a parent, okay? You don't, you don't get no pat on the back. You don't get no reward of achievement for doing what you're supposed to do. If you didn't want to do that... You shouldn't have had no kids. <laughs> so it's really unbecoming when, like, people be making their kids, like, pay them rent and do all type of, I mean, just all type of crazy stuff. Like, like the kid owed the parent. Like, you telling me I owe you because you decided to have me? Now, that's backwards. And then it be these same parents that think that, their child's gonna take care of them when they get older it's a definite no and I've seen it in my own family like um my aunt I didn't even know she had three kids this whole time (laughs) all my life I thought she only had two kids this lady had three kids this other man my uncle I've never met him a day in my life I didn't I don't even know his name I forgot they told me it but I forgot long story short um, he did not come to her funeral. That's his mama. And people be having these kids, and people be thinking, <laughs> we gotta stop thinking because if you ain't getting paid to think, you need to, you need to reevaluate the things that you're doing. Okay, people be thinking that just because you know a thing is happening or it did happen that how they have it in their head that's how life is going to repay them and play out for them and that is not life um because i know speaking for myself i've rebelled against everything that society has put before me because i don't owe y'all nothing i did not ask to be here i'm really i'm going to keep saying that until i ain't here okay because i need y'all to understand i don't want to be here (laughs) I don't like it here. Um, like, life is suffering. And why would I sign up to suffer? 
why would I do this, right? Why would I do this? And that's my reasoning for not having kids because I don't want to bring no little person in here to suffer. I don't have nothing to give them. I'm struggling to keep me alive. So there's no, no, I'm saving my my future kids, my unborn seeds. They appreciate me not not bringing them here to give them nothing. <laughs> like what? They'll be like, oh my gosh, it's, it's children is such a blessing. Yeah, the children, they are a blessing. Life is a blessing, okay? Let me tell you this. The life that we live. <laughs> okay, y'all need to stop saying that. Because <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing blessed about being born into a poverty cycle, being born into a dysfunctional cycle of never getting ahead, being born and being already set back negative a thousand life points because you're not being provided with all the resources that you naturally need. There's no one to nurture you because your parents are at work. There's nobody there to to mold you, to build confidence and instill love in you. And then you grow up um, looking for all of these things that was supposed to be given to you at home. You don't know what home feel like because you was always out in the streets looking for love. You're looking for love and people and spouses and partners, and you keep on wondering why it's not working. Whole time, it's not working because your home, your foundation is broken, and you never looked into not just daddy issues because everybody assumes that an absent father affects, has a more impactful effect on children than a present toxic mother. <laughs> Okay, there are a lot of deadbeat mothers that are there because it's mama's baby, daddy's maybe. And the mother has no choice most times than not. And there are some mothers who do their babies wrong or whatever. But I'm talking about the mothers who selflessly decide to step in and be a parent to their seed. These mothers... um, they're not always the best. They don't always provide what needs to be provided because at the end of the day, they may not have it, okay? You know, I really have let a lot of my judgment and criticism go toward a lot of women, especially my mom, just looking over her life because... I'm talking about, I gave this lady no breaks, (laughs) but at the end of the day, for real, like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine having eight kids, I can't imagine providing, having to work and take care of myself, trying to maintain these kids and boyfriends and all of that other stuff in between, like, I really struggle with my little life by myself so yeah the fact that my mother did everything that she did I mean she's very strong very capable and 
capable adults raise capable kids. That's one thing, you know, I could say a lot of bad things about my mom, but all of her kids turned out to be very much independent and somewhat hard workers. We love to work because we know that we have to get our own money and provide for ourselves. But at the end of the day, most of us don't really like working, but we do it because that's what we got to do. But that's what I'm saying. Um, For me, I live in my own world and I have this whole privileged royal life. And I don't believe that I should have to work for this life. And it costs too much. And I just don't want to, I just don't want to pay to live, y'all. I just don't. This housing stuff is getting ridiculous. The job's not paying enough. The rent is requiring three times the rent. And the jobs is paying less than one month of rent. So there's that. More money going out than coming in. And I just don't see the blessing. <laughs> I just yeah, I know. I can complain. I can be very negative and pessimistic. But at the end of the day, um, I come on here to express that life is challenging. Do the best you can with what you got. Don't worry about what you don't have, okay? Because whatever you need, it will be provided to you when you need it, if you believe in God, okay? And the thing about believing in God is trusting that God, the creator, will provide to you and make a way for you, open up doors for you and opportunities for you if you believe and do the work. Now, that's by according to God's plan, right? You have your own plan. And it's okay. They they tell you if you if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail, right? That's what they say. Now you can have all these plans for your life. I just read this book. Um, it's called When Breath Becomes Air. Let me Google it to see who it was by. When breath becomes air. Um, his name is Paul. I'm gonna screw this last name up because of my pronunciation. <laughs> But it's Paul Kalanithi. Anyways, when you Google when breath becomes air, it's going to come up. Period. (laughs) And this book was amazing. It's an amazing memoir about the mortality of life. And it really put things in perspective to me. Like, I really... This book, man, is very triggering. So read at your own discretion. And when you can, when you're not real sensitive, because I was about to cry, man. I'm like, oh my God, Jesus, Lord. It's too much. Because it's real. It's, they're talking about real stuff. And I appreciate this book so much because where I'm at in my life I really needed to read that book because um I took some notes I don't have it written right now but it basically was like look in 
we all know that we have an expiration date and i talk about the expiration date every day right because <laughs> i'm obsessed with death <laughs> i'm just like waiting on it and that's the thing like people do not believe me like i literally don't want to be here so bad that i be upset when i wake up <laughs> like, lord i'm still here for what i do not want to be here <laughs> It's nothing that I want to do here. It's nothing that I want to accomplish. Like, y'all can have it. Y'all can have it. And this book, it really set some things into perspective. Like, look, you need to live and die with integrity. And as long as you have life, try. Go for it. Do Whatever it is that you have to do to make your life livable um, and sustainable. And don't worry too much about, like I said, what you don't have. Because if you really needed it, you would have it. If it was for you, you would have it. And everything that's for you will come to you, will align with you. But... If you take matters, if you always have this tight grip of your life in your hands and you made these plans and you like, this is my plan. A, I don't have no plan B because this has to work, blah, blah, blah. Because there's some people like that that's real restrictive on their life. And they're real focused. And you can work, you can work your way to accomplishing these things. You can get these things. Um, but that doesn't mean that that was that was for you. You you did that on your own will, and when you do things according to your own plan, and basically you are not trusting that if it is for you, then you will have it. If you're forcing things, if you're tolerating things, staying in places you don't need to be in. And going toward things that are not for you, then um, you, I feel like you have the responsibility to be accountable for yourself. So you, people would like to curse God and be like, oh, well, I prayed and I did this and that. And it's all about, because it's in the Bible, like all the things that you're doing, it don't mean nothing. I don't mean nothing to God. Like, you are not God, okay? God is in you, right? But you... You did not create yourself. <laughs> so, ultimately, like... You do have some say, so everything you do does affect you. But at the end of the day... It's the... It's the unthinkables... It's the unimaginables. It's the magic of life, right? It's the ironicness of it all. I don't know if that's a word. But it's the ironic um, point of it all. So a person, right? I'm not going to get that example. Okay, I'll get this example. So a person could be driving. Let's say Tom. Tom is driving the car, right? This actually happened um, in real life. It was a guy 
we would just say it's Tom. But Tom was driving a car with his girlfriend and his baby in the car. And he was fleeing from the police. And he got into a crash. I think he crashed into a semi or something. I don't know. But he got into a crash. The baby and the girlfriend died. And he survived. And everybody was so mad at him. And, like, cursing him and this and this. And you have to know that he, of course, is feeling remorse and guilt. Because why did he survive and he was in the wrong? And that's the thing about God's plan. You could have a plan because I feel like he had a plan to... He wanted to be in control of his life. And he wanted to flee the police. He wanted to get away from the consequences of getting caught. And the thing is, had he just stopped, he would have just stopped and went to jail. Because he went to jail anyways for murder. And now you don't have your... And I'm not laughing. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at the thing. I'm just laughing at the situation. Like, you really traded something more serious out of fear of still going it's it's the ironic the ironicness of it all this is what I'm laughing at not the situation but like you did all of that to try to avoid something and control something and you still end up going to prison you still end up suffering from your your from your fate right because it was always destined that he was gonna get caught anyways and he lost more trying to be in control and that's the thing about having a spiritual connection with God is really surrendering and trusting that God is going to look out for you God is going to provide for you all you got to do is relax and live your life okay it's a million times in the Bible it say don't worry don't worry don't worry okay and all of the advice, that cl- the cliche phrase, take it one day at a time, in the Bible. Okay? Matthew 6 something. They say, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. Have enough things for you to worry about. Okay? Today. People really take advantage. And we really get real comfortable with life and living every day and we get real boastful about oh yeah I'm do this next week I'm do this tomorrow whole time and that's what that book taught me like you don't know how long you have you don't know you don't have no control over that so for you to say yeah I'm gonna dedicate 12 years to being a doctor I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that okay but guess what God is going to show up anyways. (laughs) And so it's like, don't even trip. Don't even trip. And it's like, don't take this so seriously and don't make permanent decisions um, over something that's temporary. The quote and affirmation or whatever, I love to remind myself whenever I'm down and depressed, you're just having a bad day. You do not have a bad life. Okay, and sometimes you have to wait until your breakthrough comes. And sometimes, you know, God will just keep you going through the storm. I don't know who it was, but I think it was Moses. And they was in the storm for 40 years. 
40 years and I feel like they put them stories in there and yeah stories and yes yeah, brainwashing religion whatever but I just use this as a tool of information and knowledge to really just reference right the bible is it's a reference book it's basic instructions before leaving earth it's a reference book to show you that you're not the only one the book of job he lost everything he lost his family it's another person in there who wanted to die like it's so many things and one thing i feel like that ring true in the bible is that is nothing new under the sun so you have to know that what you're going through somebody else has went through it either the same equally or 10 times worse and so for me I'm like I can complain about a lot of different things and I can say all day I don't want to be here but at the end of the day I am grateful and I do what I can with my life um I used to really get my panties up in a bunch about me not having the things that I wanted and this and that but it just wasn't for me and I have really come to terms with accepting that life is where I make it and I can view it and complain about it every day and guess what complaining about it is going to get me absolutely nowhere it is releasing it you know so I'm not keeping it bottled in because I do feel like if you carry that stuff if you carry these like real pessimistic and negative feelings and you never release it I feel like Mm, that's when stuff kind of goes downhill and that makes you more depressed so I I don't love when people complain to me but I let them and I allow them because I know that I was them I am them I I complain and vent to certain people and at the end of the day I feel like it's necessary so People love to be like, good vibes only, only positive. And I feel like it's toxic positivity when we're trying to project that we're only accepting good things and only good things are of value. And the whole thing about it is we're made up. We have a polarity and dual side to all of us. There is good and there is evil. There is God in us. There's the devil. We are all capable of inhumane and morally wrong things. But we make the conscious choice to not do them. But it's naturally, instinctively in us. So let's not think we're highly, um, no, holier than now than the next person because our life looks like this. Yeah, it looks good on paper. But at the end of the day, everything that looks good ain't good because... It wouldn't be the stories of the people in the church doing them stuff to them, to them kids, the Pope, them all, you know, that religion, this religion, that religion. Like, it's so many contradictory, just, like, unbelievable things you would think and we assume. But at the end of the day, like I said, God is in control, right? And you got to know that we're all guaranteed an expiration date for sure. And it's going to come. Now, if you can't handle it, you can handle it, all right? But what I'm saying is <sighs> try to live your life the best way you can and try to empathize with people and just assume, whether it look like it or it don't, assume that they, haven't, they have 
a heavy load to carry. Because it's the people that you think that don't do. And they only show up that way because they need the validation of appearing strong. Because we get labeled weak and vulnerable and this and that. And nobody wants to do that, right? Nobody wants to live in the truth and say, you know, I don't really got it. Because at the end of the day, people look down to step on you, not to pull you up. <laughs> they look down and say, oh, well, at least I'm doing better than her. At least, at least, at least, at least, at least, at least. And they be keeping tabs on you to make sure that you still going through your problems. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got off track. Okay. Um, I'm so sorry. Okay. Each person can only handle so much. What might be a cakewalk for you can be a drowning experience for the next. Stop comparing how well you're living to the next person. That person did not walk the same walk that you did. The only opinions that should matter is yours and how you feel about the way your life is going. People can hope and wish for you and see all the potential you may have to benefit them. But you are not, but you are only required to reach the potential you have set for yourself. Do something you love. Do something to serve. Do something for you. Do something challenging. Happiness is overrated. Pursue peace. With peace, you learn to endure life and its challenges and learn to be okay with not being happy and okay with not being okay. However you choose to live, do it because you want to. What makes life meaningful? What makes life meaningful? That's the question. If the unexamined life was not worth living, was the unlived life worth examining? Make today a great day. Have a good day and a better tomorrow. Let go and let God. Make it happen not yesterday, not today, but right now. Be patient, be gentle, be humble, be loving. Love yourself, love others, and mind your business. Peace.